Hey friends, welcome to the Inspiring Honey Show. I'm Gabrielle and I'm very happy that you are here. Each week I share kind words like honey to spread his love and live inspired. I have guests and we talk about topics that we face every day, like relationships, faith, confidence, calling, and how to live every bit of our lives fully inspired. Hey, 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 friends. What is up? It is Gabby from Inspiring Honey, and you are listening to the Inspiring Honey podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here. I'm so excited to be able to talk with you and let you listen to a conversation I had with my friend Megan. She is so amazing. And in today's episode, we talk about all things time management, how to manage your time, how to still pursue your dreams, no matter what comes in your way, no matter what pops up in life, whether you become a mom or you're a busy student or you have work or whatever stage of life that you could still pursue the dreams that God put on your heart. If you don't already, make sure to follow me on Instagram at inspiringhoney and check out inspiringhoney.com. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Megan and tell you a little bit about her. She was three times vocalist of the year for Liberty University. She's a former worship leader for Prestonwood. She also has been the main opener for King and Country, toured with Winter Jam, Crowder, Hillsong, Passions, and many, many more amazing people. She was featured on over 10 major partnerships with a bunch of different music and Toby Mac and a bunch of different cool people. She was featured at the Restoring Honor Rally in Washington Mall, and this March, She just debuted her first solo album, Heart on Fire, which is amazing. And you guys definitely have to go check that out. Right now, she's partnered with Big Life Ministries, and she is just doing big, big things. This woman not only is pursuing her dreams, but she is doing it all while being a mother of three young kids. So join me in welcoming my friend Megan onto the show and listening to all the amazing wisdom that she's about to share with us. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show today. I'm super excited to talk to you and be able to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, girl. Yes, you are so awesome and so great. Um, You are just so fun. But I want to ask you my first question, which is kind of random, and I want to know a few random facts about you. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually the daughter of a pastor's kid, um, so that's kind of fun. Not everybody knows that. Uh, when I was a little girl, this one cracks me up, the first thing that I ever wanted to be was a farmer when I was <laughs> five years old, and um, I am like probably one of the farthest things from being a farmer now, but I did marry a farmer, which is just absolutely hilarious. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, so, like, the city, suburban um, part of the East Coast, and now here I am in the Midwest, surrounded by cornfields in Indiana, and my husband, family has been farming for generations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I gardening this summer, so that's kind of fun. I'm going to start a garden. I put the soil in the raised beds today, and let me just tell you, that, like, puts a whole new perspective on if you don't work, you don't eat. Amen. there's a lot of work that has to go into that garden before you get to eat off of your, your uh, 
That's so cool. One of my random dreams have always been to own a farm. I'm always telling my husband that I want horses and cows and pigs. And my grandfather grew up on a farm, but that's crazy how you wanted <laughs> to be a farmer. And your husband actually is. You know, God has a sense of humor. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> he totally does. Everything just comes full circle. It does. <laughs> cool. All right, so a little bit more of a serious question. Um, and this is a question that I ask everybody on my podcast. Uh, it's the theme of this show. But what truly inspires you and inspires your music and everything that you do? This question is so good and it's so deep. And I struggled with trying to figure out how to best answer this question, to be honest with you. But I just, I cannot help but think about not necessarily what inspires me, but, like, who inspires me. Mm. And when I think about the people that inspire me, I think of people, for example, like Martin Luther King or, like, my brothers and sisters that are um, overseas in, like, the Middle East that are following Jesus and who have counted the cost and are taking risks to just obey God's word (laughs) Um, even to the point of losing everything, even their very lives. And so when I hear stories like, for example, today of um, some people that I know in the Middle East that literally if they were to leave their home, um, you know, they would be shot, mm-hmm. um, who are actually leaving to go and then see their neighbors and, and um just help serve the community and the people that are so broken and have really, really serious needs. That inspires me and inspires me just in the the way I live my life. Um, The music that I do, like, um, I, as I kind of began this whole musical journey of wanting to record and put out music, um, you know, I could have picked so many other different styles. I, I could have, um, you know, just chosen to go a totally different route that um, may have been a lot easier, may have, you know, brought me after fame. Um, but at the end of the day, that is not my mission. That's not my goal. My goal is to bring glory to God and to help people recognize just how loved they are by the by the Father, and allow that love to then compel them to live a life that um, may actually be uncomfortable and kind of countercultural to the rest of the world, but um, also makes an impact um, and leads a legacy. So, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> wow! Yes, yeah. it does. I mean. I don't even know where to start. I think I want to start by just going off what you said with Martin Luther King and the people in the Middle East. How easy is it for us who live in, I I don't know what to say, more of a comfortable society, in a tolerant society where we can walk outside without fear and proclaim the name of Jesus and how easy for us to forget what a gift that is and what a gift freedom is. Yeah, we can really, really take it for granted and then... Um, not only that, but I, I think when we get caught up in just kind of, um, living in our little comfortable boxes, 
um, being okay with just the status quo, we can also just lose um, our, our influence and the impact that God wants us to make on this world. Um, and, and you're not going to be able to do that unless you really have counted the cost, unless you really are um, willing to be radical, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really, I mean, I literally get stories um, every single day and testimonies of just some incredible work that God is doing all around the world. Um, and, gosh, it, it moves me and inspires me to no end. <laughs> so, wow. That is so yeah. amazing. That's like... Yeah. That's really powerful stuff for us to be thinking about and to be praying over and to not take for granted at all. Now, do you have family that lives in the Middle East, or do you just feel super passionate about that part of the world? No. Well, my husband and I were actually a part of a a ministry that um, is in 130 different countries around the world. Um, It actually started in the Middle East, and it's it's basically a disciple-making ministry that just looks like equipping um, people to reach their own people for for Jesus Christ and make disciples that make disciples. And so um, we are very, very connected with (laughs) all sorts of people um, that are a part of, many of them part of the underground church. And um, we have the amazing opportunity to be able to, at least my my husband more so than, than me, to travel um, worldwide and train others. Um, and then we're also doing the same work here in our own backyard. I think it's just as important, um, you know, the work that God has called us to right here is equally as important as um, going, you know, overseas even. So, yeah, God is moving <laughs> in a powerful, powerful way. Wow. It's a really cool time in history, I think. That is so cool. I mean, we always have um, missionaries come and visit our church and speak to us. And one of my really close friends are actually missionaries. And it's always just amazing to hear the perspective of the people who are on the front lines and experiencing it. And it just really gives you a whole new perspective on everything. It's, It's so cool. It is. It really is. (laughs) So with everything your husband and you have going on with your babies and being so involved in ministry and what God has put on your heart to do, how did you start to pursue your dreams and follow those plans that God has clearly put before you for your life? Like, what was the steps you took to start doing that? Yeah, well, pursuing my dreams... Honestly, it started years and years ago. Um, you know, my dream, first and foremost, was to be a wife and a mom. And I was blessed with just incredible parents, uh, amazing, godly mom. And she made um, just being a wife and being a mom look like so much fun, just the best thing in the world. And so, oh my God, I do that when I'm older. Um, and so I, I feel like now I really am living, I am living that dream. I'm a wife, I'm the mom of um, three beautiful children, two girls and a little boy. Um, and so I am so, so blessed. And every day I'm like, wow, thank you, God, because I'm so undeserving of mm-hmm. these incredible gifts. Um, but then also God kind of put this other dream in my heart um, when I was 
like a freshman or sophomore in high school, and that was to pursue a music career. And um, I had been singing all my life, but um, when I was a sophomore in high school, that's when I really felt like God um, was calling me to not only um, just sing for the fun of it, but actually he helped me recognize that my my voice and my gift of singing is in fact a gift and it's something that I need to steward and use for his glory um, so that people can know him better, can um, step into their calling and their purpose in life, um, ultimately God's purpose <laughs> for their life. And um, so I just started, you know, honing in on that craft, taking voice lessons, um, looking for opportunities to participate in music festivals and competitions and, um, you know, finding mentors and people that would speak into my life and um, just help me, help me get better. And anyways, that led me to studying music in college, um, uh, as well as I got to travel on Liberty University's premier um, singing team, and um, that's when I was, you know, getting to kind of tour all over the United States. I was like, whoa, yeah, I really want to do this. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and, um, yeah, God kind of took my calling. What what I thought, you know, I just wanted to maybe um, be a recording artist or, or worship leader, you know, Um he, over time, helped me to recognize that, um, you know, my my gift and, like, that whole passion of mine is, it's bigger than just me. And I, I wanted to be able to, um, you know, really help transform lives that would um, cause people to want to go and transform their families and their communities and their cities, um, and, and abroad. And so that's kind of where like the whole missions and stuff comes into play and, and things like that. But, um, as far as my dream, I mean, I've been pursuing it for a while and the next thing you know, a husband comes along <laughs> and kids come along and, um, yeah, that. That passion never once went away. I think just when kids were introduced and, you know, my husband and everything, that lit the fire even more so for me to pursue that dream. So That is so awesome. And yeah. I think it's so special because a lot of us have different passions and talents, but sometimes it takes God to really open your eyes like he did for you when you were just in high school and really work on your heart to show you that those dreams and those goals are so much better when they're able to glorify him. And you've been able to do that in such like a huge way. Music is such an amazing way to worship the Lord and being married to a worship director has given me such a new appreciation for it. <laughs> It is just so amazing. I love the perspective yeah. you have on it. And I think that's something that we can all take away, that no matter what our passions and our dreams are, we can use them to glorify God, whether that's drawing or painting or running. Like, there's ways that yeah. God can work in it. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so I am a mom of a very little boy. Um, and a lot of people... And he's people so cute, by the way. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my Your babies are just as cute. I mean, what babies I think, aren't? I think our boys would be good friends. They're only a few months apart. <laughs> yes, they definitely would be. We'll have to set up a, a Zoom call play date. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> so one thing that I get asked a lot is when people ask me about being a mom and a businesswoman and working from home some people are kind of like taken back and they're like well why do you do that or how do you do that and I'm always like uh so from your perspective if people have ever said that to you and made those comments like you should just focus on being a mom like how do you handle that and what do you say you know I honestly I haven't gotten the why do you do both before. I'm not even really sure how I would answer that. But um, as far as how do I balance doing both, that question I do get a lot. Um, because not only, you know, am I I'm a working woman and, you know, I have a music career and everything, but I'm also um, a stay-at-home mom. And so... You know, when it comes to my work and taking care of the children and the house and serving my husband, I mean, most of the time I'm multitasking and trying to juggle all of those plates at one time. So (laughs) it is is definitely a lot, and I cannot lie or sugarcoat that at all. Um, And, yeah, most days it really is difficult, um, but... Well, I think I do know how to answer the why do I do both. And, and I think the, the reason is um, because, you know, I kind of talked about how my children are a gift. My husband is a gift. My singing is a gift. Um, and I believe that God has blessed me with these gifts so that I can then be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And if I were to take one of those little, one of those gifts that God gave me and then completely neglect the other, then what would that say, uh, you know, about how I'm stewarding that gift. Mm. And um, so I just, I have a very deep conviction um, when it comes to why I do what I do. And that's ultimately because God has entrusted me with um, these gifts so that I can bless others. And um, so I think that is just, that is super important to understand um, that just the why of, of what I do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when it comes to that, I think the why is what helps me balance everything and be able to do everything. Um, you know, because it, I think if it was flip flop, then it would make it really, really hard to find joy and, <laughs> and <laughs> those hard moments or, you know, or to just persevere you know, when those, when those days are, are hard or to even get up in the morning. And so why is it there then? Gosh. Yeah. It's just, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am so thankful that I think one of the ways I'm able to balance all those things as well is I just have an incredible support system, um, and my husband that he supports my dreams 100%. Um, he, you know, is extremely helpful when it comes to um, providing for our family or um, just helping to meet the needs of, of the children and supporting me, praying for me. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. That is all very, very wise. And I, what you said, we all have to have our why because if we don't, we're just going to get caught in this box. And I think a lot of times that people like to put Christian women in a box and say like, oh, you're just supposed to be this in this season of your life and this in this season of your life. And then sometimes we can also put God in a box and forget that Mm -hmm. 
he's so much bigger and he's created us for so much more than just one thing. And it's so easy to forget that unless you have your why, like you said. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you know what? Even if he was calling you to just do one thing, oh my goodness, one of the verses um, that my family, we we memorize and we try to be obedient to every single day um, for an entire year, a couple years ago, and I just continue to think about it um, when I get stuck with just doing, you know, mundane things, um, and it's Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work as unto the Lord and not for man, mm. and, um, and I have to remember that, especially when it comes to just all the work that happens at home, when most of the time it's not you know, it's not being seen by other people. I'm not getting a pat on the back. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not like, no one's like, wow, good job, Megan. You just cleaned a poopy diaper. Like, no, you know. And, That'd be oh, nice. I just did the dishes. But, you know, it would be nice. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it would be nice. But the fact of the matter is, that's not happening. And, um, and so I think that is, that is a definition of, of worship ultimately mm. and we're all cre- we are created for worship and worship looks like again whatever you do doing it as unto the lord and not for man and so um i think that's where i find so much purpose and things like <laughs> um brushing little ones seats or oh, you yes. know or um getting up in the middle of the night for seatings or, or whatever <laughs> That is so humbling. That is just, I want to apply that tonight. I have a huge pile of dishes I have to do. And I'm going to be thinking about that verse now. (laughs) Let it be worship. (laughs) Yes, I will definitely start applying that. I love that perspective. It's just, it's God's word. It's truth. (laughs) And it totally transformed, like, it transformed my perspective and um, how I see those little tasks that seem meaningless but actually God has a lot of purpose in them it's amazing because he's able to like change our perspective so quick like he's able to give us a verse that we need to hear at the exact time and just like help us walk into the calling he put into our life so much more which is so cool But with everything going on in your life with your babies and getting married and everything that you have going on what has been um, the biggest compromise or challenge of juggling motherhood and wifehood and also following the dreams that God put on your heart. All right, so with everything going on in your life with being a mama and a woman pursuing her dreams and juggling wifehood and everything you do with homeschooling your babies, what has been the biggest challenge or compromise that you've had to, to do and been faced with? mind is homeschooling my oldest Malia. She is she just turned six um, and she's in kindergarten and the that has definitely been the biggest challenge for me this year. Um, my husband and I were just praying for the right option for schooling for her and man I don't know why it was such a tough decision but I mean we labored in prayer over what was going to be the best thing, because um, I also knew that, uh, you know, 
was really, this was going to be a big year with my album coming out and everything like that, um, with potential touring and um, just needing to have that flexibility if we had to go on the road and travel. Um, and so that was just like one one big thing that we were praying about and the Lord led me to um, homeschool her. And to be honest, that was a huge compromise because it takes a lot of time. And a lot of that time that I had put towards schooling and teaching her could have gone towards um, me writing songs and recording and um, working on my launch strategy and all the things that, you know, pursuing a music career entails. And so that was a huge compromise and um, definitely also a challenge because I never even wanted to be a homeschool mom. And just, it was never a passion of mine, wasn't a desire. And um, the only thing that, you know, kind of made me go with, that option was because God said so. And so mm-hmm. I just literally, like, that was literally the only reason. And I just had to cling to, okay, this is what God said. I'm going to be obedient. And as difficult as it was, um, and none of, like, the difficulties isn't because my child is super difficult. She's actually super easy. <laughs> and really smart. She basically teach herself. It was worse than me. <laughs> um, yeah, but... As I, as I look back, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I'm starting to see and recognize why God had us do this and why he had me do this, um, even if it was just to kind of humble me and, um, you know, kind of recognize even where I am weak and, and areas mm-hmm. of my life where I needed to trust God more. So that, that has been the biggest challenge. But we're we're making it. We're overcoming it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I messed her up too bad. She's she's pretty smart, I think. <laughs> that is just so amazing, and what a wonderful heart of a mama that you have to be so intentional with prayer for your daughter's schooling. I know that my son is only 15 months old and we are already constantly talking about, will we homeschool him? Will we send him to private school? Will we send him to public? Like, it's a, yeah, and it is, it's a heavy decision to make. Um, It really feels like a big decision, but it's just amazing how obedient you were able to be to put your own ambitions aside. Or I don't want to say your own ambitions, but um, put your own desires aside and the own time you had to do what God was calling you to do and homeschool her. And I think that's just a huge, huge like lesson to learn that we always have the best outcome when we're following God in obedience and are submitting to him. Oh yeah, you are so right. (laughs) So right. So I know how much time management it takes with a little boy who's not in school yet. I can't imagine homeschooling yet. Oh my goodness. But you have to be a time management pro genius expert. (laughs) What are your best time management tips? Because you have so much on your plate. Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure I would say I'm a pro. But I will say I I definitely um, affirm you and that time management is key. 
when it comes to juggling a lot. Um, And, well, yeah, I mean, time management starts with when you get up in the morning to when you put your head down on that pillow at night. I mean, you you have to have a schedule. And Mm -hmm. um, the biggest thing that has helped me in creating a schedule and that has actually allowed more flexibility because let's be honest, um, life throws you curveballs, you know, and every day isn't going to look the exact same. I know that we're all in quarantine, and so it does kind of feel that way. Like, I don't <laughs> even know what day of the week it is. But, <laughs> but um, what has been really, really helpful for me as far as time management goes is having anchor times. Mm-hmm. And I learned this when I was in high school. I took a class called Lifetime Management Studies. And um, it talked about these things called anchor times. And so what that looks like are these are times that do not change no matter what day of the week it is. And so, um, and let me just tell you, when you implement this, it is life-changing. So that means, okay, what time are you going to get up in the morning? Um, God actually gave me a word for the year, which he's never done before. And the word that he gave me was morning, not like sad morning, but like, in the morning when you rise, give me Jesus. And I knew that he gave me that word because I had kind of, you know, with having kids, not getting the best sleep at night, I just kind of would wake up whenever I could wake up, you know, because mm. uh, that sleep was so precious to me. But what had happened was um, waking up at, at different times every single day kind of prevented me from getting into a really good routine for the rest of the day. Um, I wasn't able to prioritize my time with the Lord, which I believe that, um, you know, that quiet time with the Lord is the most important thing, pro- number one priority um, in life and in and having a successful day is starting it with time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I needed to be intentional with that. And so I started at the beginning of the year and it was hard, like, the first couple weeks, because um, my baby still wasn't sleeping through the night, even at 14 months old, 15 months old, um, but making that sacrifice really did change my entire day. I mean, just getting my cup filled up, it, like, it gave me strength to be able to face whatever came at me, mm. so that's number one anchor time. Um, the second one being, like, even when, when you have lunch, so, like, your meals. So, like, wake up, um, quiet time, breakfast, lunch, having, like, a nap, like, siesta time in the middle of your afternoon when you've been, like, working, 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 go, 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 and just time for you to be able to rest. It could be 30 minutes or, you know, 20 minutes, however long you may feel, where you can just kind of um, get that rest to be able to get that little burst of energy can use it as a time to read a book, meditate, close your eyes, take a nap, whatever. Um, then dinner time. Dinner time for my family um, is so important because that is, you know, the time when my husband gets done with work. We all sit at the dinner table. And with young kids, it's really, that's not so difficult to, you know, have everyone there because there's not a whole bunch of activities that we're having to face with sports and things like that. But I do pray, and I hope that we can continue to be consistent with that as they continue to grow. I know that growing up for me, um, we were able to manage, uh, my parents were able to manage that for us. And 
it's just such a beautiful time to be mm. connect with the family, have conversation, don't bring the phone to the table. Um, and then the last anchor time is when you go to bed. And um, that can be <laughs> really difficult. But <laughs> I think when you go to bed at the same time, then it also helps you to get up um, at the right time because sleep is a priority. And so, you know, some people require six hours, some people require nine hours, making sure you get however much your body needs um, so that you can give your very best. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <that's- laughs> There's my time management advice right there. <laughs> that is so wise. Um, yeah. Definitely. I know that God has been teaching me personally recently. I can't think of the exact Bible verse. I am the worst with my memory. Um, but he's been teaching me about discipling my time and exactly like what you said just carving out that time for him really makes a difference and it changes everything I know the days that I don't carve out time to be in my bible I feel like hectic and lost and the Mm -hmm. days when I actually wake up with Jesus and um am really consistent I see such a difference in my heart and my work and just my overall balance of life I'm sure you feel the same way I do feel the same way, for sure. <laughs> and, and the cool thing about those anger times, too, is is that, you know, I didn't even mention, like, all the stuff that happens in between, but you can, you just kind of, you get in that rhythm, um, and, it, you know, it's kind of like, like a skeleton, you know, bones that kind of, um, that's, that's there and not moving, and then, like, everything else that kind of fills in the gaps, um, you know, just having, having that that anchor it keeps you grounded keeps you know you from feeling chaotic and um yeah I would definitely encourage that that is so awesome I think that's wonderful advice and wisdom for everyone listening no matter what season of life they are in especially no matter what season (laughs) especially during this like crazy quarantine which hopefully we're out of Mm -hmm. soon <laughs> but do you think that your anchor times have been able to help you balance and um, protect motherhood and work life and just keep an even balance with that? Or how are you able to protect being a mother and separate that from your work and from your time being a wife? Like, how do you set up those boundaries and create clear lines with that? Yeah, I, oh my goodness. So, you know, a, a lot of the work that I I do is on my phone, and I think that has that is like the biggest struggle and um, hindrance for me being able to be present mm-hmm. um, with my kids a lot of times. And that's the Lord has really convicted me of that um, because I can see even how even at a young age my kids are like because they see me on my phone all the time, they're wanting to see my phone. And they're, you know, um, it's like, whoa, maybe I'm, I'm doing too much. And I do need to create more more boundaries so that I, I can be present. And so, um, yeah, making, you know, my, my children are, are my number, they're my main priority. Um, and, so I think even while they're young, having clear communication with them when I do have to work, like, okay, um, 
making sure that the expectations are, are there. Like, okay, mommy is going to take this amount of time and I'm going to be working on the piano or I'm going to be working on the computer. Here's an activity for you to do. Um, even teaching them independence at a young age um, can make it really, really helpful for you as a working mom to be able to get things done. Um, teaching that independence, teaching them um, how to get creative on their own. <laughs> you know, um, they are needy little people, but, um, but they are also very capable to entertain themselves. And, yes. um, you know, especially if there's more than one child and they have siblings learning to play together, you know, with their siblings. Um, so that, that creates some space for me to be able to, to work, even in the midst of um, staying home with them. Um, trying to think. Yeah, what else? Um, definitely a lot of my work happens when they're either taking naps. Um, so my, my oldest two girls, they don't really nap anymore, but we still do quiet time in their room. And so that's my opportunity to get some work done as well as after they go down to bed. Um, and if I need to, I'll, you know, carve out an, an hour or something in the evening to, to get some other work done. So it's definitely possible. You just, again, you have to schedule out that time and, and plan ahead. If you don't plan ahead, then, I mean, you're going to fail. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, planning is really important. Definitely. I feel... Like, I do not know what I'd do if I didn't work on Caden's naps or plan ahead. And I really like that you pointed out being present and on our phones because I think that affects everybody. Um, I know that my son is 15 months old. He's just over a year. And I do a lot of work on my phone, and so does my mm-hmm. husband. And him just seeing us on our phones makes him want to grab our phones. And every time oh, yeah. we're on our phone and we're playing with him, he will grab our phones out of our hands. And I'm very grateful he does because it's a reminder to be like, okay, no, this is family time. This is boundaries. Work has to be set away. And I think yeah. that phones can really interrupt our relationships whether it's a work relationship or it's a personal relationship between like a husband and wife or just friends like when we're on our phones we're not fully present so that's a lesson we can all just kind of reflect on and be convicted of that real life is happening in front of us not always on the tiny little screen preach it sister (laughs) yes So as a mom, we get tons of different pieces of advice thrown at us. I know that I'm getting advice from people online, from my life, from my church, which is amazing. Um, But sometimes it's hard to filter through that advice. Um, But what was the best piece of advice that you got going into motherhood in that new season of life when it is a pretty hard transition? Um... It can be seamless, but there's a lot of different things to get used to, and it's just a whole new world. So what was the best piece of advice that you got going into motherhood? Yes. Well, I think you partially answered this question how I was going to answer it. First, by saying that I don't know what it is about (laughs) when you get pregnant where, I mean, women come out of the woodwork and just want to give all their opinions and offer you their best piece of advice and wisdom and yes it it is great but it can also be very overwhelming and you know (laughs) 
opinions can go all across the board and sometimes it's just really really confusing it'd be hard to like navigate okay what so is this even helpful like what to what to believe with it and so my mom actually gave me this piece of advice and she told me she said okay now when people come up to you and they give you advice or they want to share their opinion you say thank you and then you chew the meat and you spit out the bones and what she means <laughs> by that is that you just just be grateful, you know, you saying thank you, like, that, that makes any, you know, mom feel like, yeah, I helped her, yes, she really liked that, you know, <laughs> so it's like, be grateful, and, you know, also hear what they're saying, and you just, you take the wisdom um, that, that you think is, is good, and then everything else that maybe isn't so great, just let it go, <laughs> and then ultimately, I love this verse, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, God does use other people to speak into your life and to give you wisdom and to, you know, help you. But ultimately, we should be, as moms, as just human beings in general, we should be looking to Jesus and his word first and foremost for that wisdom, for that advice, to know what to do, um, and especially when it comes to motherhood, when you are getting just, I mean, you, you might be reading a bunch of different books, nothing takes the place of God's word, mm. and so um, be hungry for that. That that should be your number one source of, of wisdom and guidance. That is really powerful and really true. I think that is the best advice that I personally have ever heard because, like you said, everybody tells you 10 different things and it's 10 different opinions and sometimes it's so overwhelming. And becoming a mom, what has been the best lesson that you've learned and that God has been able to teach and work on your heart in? Apart from him, I can do nothing. <laughs> Amen. M- more, I mean, God used motherhood. I, I have to be honest with you. I, going into motherhood, I carried a lot of pride and um, a lot of confidence in thinking, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and motherhood there's something about it where it just humbles you in such a way where it helps you see really how weak you are and how Mm -hmm. desperately in need of Jesus and his strength and his wisdom and his guidance um because you are literally motherhood takes everything out of you I mean it it changes you um it yeah I mean you're literally pouring yourself out to keep a human being alive <laughs> and um and without without God's strength it, I mean y- you'll go crazy and I've had days where I've gone crazy I mean literally <laughs> Me I, like where I and I, I don't I don't like say this even to be funny like I'm almost like embarrassed to say it and like admit it but I I've literally like I've gone through crazy where I, I scare myself. I didn't even realize that I could lose my mind in the way that I lost my mind because I'm like, yes. you're really deprived. You're just trying to do things in your own strength, and you know your your toddler just continues day after day to have these 
ridiculously crazy meltdowns and then you start feeling like oh my gosh what did I do what 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 am I doing wrong what am I doing wrong you know and when you're trying to do everything right and then God having to teach me too that you know even if I was doing everything right like my children are still humans and they're Mm. still with this human sinful nature and you know ultimately like they're not even my kids they're God's kids (laughs) amen and and, um, you know, it's just God is God has entrusted me to nurture them and to love them, um, but to also point them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and in my weakness, that has actually provided some of the greatest opportunities for me to be able to share the gospel with my children, for them to see, oh, mommy doesn't have it all together. Oh, mommy's not perfect, and she needs Jesus just like she, just like I need Jesus. You know, amazing. um, and, oh, God, God, <laughs> let me tell you, God has really, really taught me a lot. And I am so, so grateful. <laughs> and he continues to teach me a lot. I think just remaining, um, humble in the moment that I start doing things in my own strength or getting a big head. Um, yeah, he's, he's quick to, to gently remind me of Megan, <laughs> Yeah, motherhood is so humbling. I love what you said about it just really being humbling and um, pushing you to your breaking points because I have never been so stressed out or happy and felt every single emotion in such a short amount of time. One moment you can be so furious at this tiny little child who is just going nuts and then the next (laughs) second you can just step back and be like so in love and so in awe of them. Oh my gosh, yeah. it, It just helps me remember like how God sees us and when we're about to sin and mess up and fall he just kind of looks at us like what the heck are you doing but he also loves us so much and sees us as his child yes isn't that so good yeah it just oh man literally my those those terrible twos and threes (laughs) like it can be a hard stage but even when my children are like going nuts and you know it just it just really has been a great day. At the end of the day, my husband and I, we're always laying in bed before we go to sleep. And, like, the last thing we, we talk about is just how much we love and we adore our children. How awesome yep. we are. <laughs> yep. That's what my husband and I do, too. As soon as we put our son to bed. As soon as we put Caden to bed, we're like, oh, we miss him. He's so cute. And we talk about the funny things he did, even though he was just biting us and screaming at us two yeah. minutes ago. It's nuts. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> That's just, it's just unconditional love. It really is. It is. There is nothing oh. that, that my little boy so could cool. do to change my view on him. He is nope. just the best gift in my life. Amen. And one thing, too, that my husband and I talk about most nights before we go to bed is how we want to pursue our dreams so that we're able to encourage our kids to pursue theirs. Um, And we really want to encourage our kids to think outside the box and know that they can do anything that God puts on their heart. And with God's help, they can achieve everything that he set out for them. We don't want them to feel like they have to live in this box or just be who the world tells them they should be. So what 
from your experience of pursuing music and having this amazing career while raising these babies, how has your passion and your love of music and the way that you honor God through it really just been able to influence and inspire your kids so far already? Yeah, I even, literally tonight, um, you know, I would send, send my girls down to bed and I was like, okay, I'm just going to give you kisses and hugs and prayer of you. And then I have a phone call and they're like, why do you have a phone call again? But <laughs> I just got on the phone an hour ago with a, a, another interview and, um, and I was like, well, it's, it's part of mommy's work. And they're like, what? Like, they, I don't even think they realize that I, <laughs> I even like a job outside of meeting their mom necessarily <laughs> um I think that's so funny but I think that's also just a, a testament of, of how you know what I do like I was saying is really worship and it's a lifestyle too so um when it comes to you know me singing and worship like we are constantly there's constantly music on in worship in the background in our home and um you know even when I was in the songwriting process certainly there were times when I had to find a babysitter or something like that but you know it could just kind of be me figuring things out but um also allowing opportunity for my my kids to be a part of that too I mean one of the songs on my album was actually written by my six-year-old she was four at the time wow Uh, and that just came out of a place where we were just saying songs to Jesus one night before bed and praise God we had the um, voice recording on, on my phone going and so we we got down all the lyrics and the melodies and everything like that but um yeah it's it's a lifestyle and I think a lot of times we do try to like separate our life with our work and um our, our kids but I really see it as like one big picture mm-hmm. and um and I love how I you know to answer your question I, I love seeing my girls sing and dance and be, just be passionate about that um, and just give, you know, do their, do their very best <laughs> to not only, like, um, my oldest also, she loves art. She loves um, painting and drawing and coloring, and she could just do that, like, all day. And it blesses me to see how she is also using that to think of others. And most of the times she is writing letters or coloring pictures for family members and friends, like not for herself or for the refrigerator for me to post up. But like literally during this quarantine, um, since she can't like go and drop them off to her cousins or anything like that, like she's like, can we mail this? Can we mail this? And, um, you know, coloring pictures for the nursing home residents and I mean it is like she inspires me I think maybe more than I inspire her (laughs) (laughs) um and I think that's a beautiful lesson too is as parents like seeing you know not only the opportunity that we have to influence and inspire our kids but how our kids can also inspire us Mm. um because what is like what what is God saying he says in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you need to be like one of these little children. Mm-hmm. And um, we we belittle children and make them like, I think a lot of times in our culture, like, um, the, you know, they're, they're too little. Like, they don't know anything. They can't do anything. Oh, my gosh. That's like the opposite of what Jesus said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus says we're supposed to be like little children. We're supposed to have faith like a child, um, love like a child. And so, 
when you say that, the specific verse, um, I cannot think, you will probably know it, but I can't think of the exact quotation, but it just says, do not discredit the youth because of their age, but learn from them. Um, I can, I'm the worst with recalling specifics. I'll have to look it up. First Timothy 4.12. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but... I agree with everything you said. I mean, it is so cool. My husband is way more musical than I am. And just watching my son mimic him and play the piano and just, like, dance and respond to music so much is one of the most... It warms their heart. Yeah. It's one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had. Mm. Yeah. Same. Same. It just... There's no greater joy <laughs> no none nothing compares to it and it's it's only just it's gonna get so much better as it continues <laughs> to grow too oh girl oh i can look forward to it so much i feel like yeah, every day he sure. just gets so much more fun um mm-hmm. but i cannot wait he kind of is talking right now but i can't wait until he starts to form sentences because he has such a big personality and his name means strong-willed and i will tell oh, you girl. he is strong-willed <laughs> Yes, he is. But what advice are you going to give to somebody who's trying to chase their dreams and balance real life things like family or work or school or whatever God has put in their path that kind of makes it seem like impossible or super hard or super challenging? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the nature of a dream is that it's like, it's big. You know, it's a, it's a it's a big deal. It's a big thing. Um, like if you're gonna dream, like don't it's don't dream small, right? Yep. Go um, big or go home. So, yeah, go big or go home. And so I think I think though it can it can make it difficult because when you do see that big dream, it can seem like oh my gosh, how am I ever going to achieve that? I have so much going on right now. And um, I'm sure you've probably heard this, but how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. I've never and heard that before. Really? I yeah. love that, though. Isn't it good? Um, and so my, my encouragement is, one, there's there's never going to be, like, a perfect ideal time for you to try to chase your dreams. I learned that. I literally, like, I had this dream, and for years I just kept putting it off because I was like, I have too much going on. I just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, we just moved, or we're going through this, like, um, but, you know, God's word says that if you are faithful with a little, then you can be faithful with much. But mm-hmm. he's not going to give you much to be faithful with if you can't be faithful with the little things. And so even if it's just one little thing every single day that's one step closer to you achieving your dream, just be faithful in that. I mean, it can literally be, okay, today I, I really... I don't know what to do, but you can pray. You mm-hmm. can pray and ask God what to do. And let me tell you, he'll speak to you, and he will give you direction, and he'll tell you what to do. Um, write it down. So write down your dream. Share, share it with other people so that you have people that are encouraging you and that can support you and that can, you know, um, challenge you or who might even who have gone before you and can also help you come up with creative ways to – to chase your dream um I know without like the encouragement and the support of my husband and his his like 
gentle nudge <laughs> over and over and over again. Like, Megan, like, I, I know what God's placed in your heart. Like, when are you going to go for it? If he hadn't have said that, then I probably wouldn't have taken that leap of faith and that and that risk to really go for it. Mm. Um, and, and don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail because, oh gosh, what I have had to learn to do is just fail forward because you're, you're going to mess up. You're going to do some things wrong. It's not going to be perfect. At the beginning especially, it's going to be messy and it's probably going to be even harder than what you think. Um, but it's, you know, if you fall, just, just get back up and you keep going, you know, like my, my husband growing up in Indiana, he loves his basketball analogies and things like that. And, um, Michael Jordan was like his favorite growing up. And I think it was Michael Jordan that said, you you miss every shot you don't take. Mm, Yes. And so take the shot. You miss it, that's right, but eventually you're going to make it. <laughs> Amen. You just got to start. So, yeah, yeah. Just start. That is start so good. So what are, like, one or two practical steps that you would give to somebody who is really ready to just start going forward on their God-sized dream and just balancing everything? Like, what is a practical step that you've done that – you feel like other people can do just as easily or um, push through? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I am a firm believer that we were created for relationships and that community um, not only helps you to be successful in life, but it also um, helps bring joy and bring fun to mm-hmm. life in general. And so as far as trying to balance everything and have a family and pursue a career, like invite other people to be a part of that. And so what I mean is, um, you know, share, share your dreams. I kind of said this in the last question, but share your dreams with some, some good trusted friends of yours, um, family members that can come alongside you, uh, you know, especially like I've learned as a mom too, it, it takes a village you know, um, there's no way I would have been able to get my work done without having family members or friends, like, step up and be like, hey, I'll take your kids for a few hours. Like, let me watch them for you. Um, anytime someone offers to, to help, take it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that can be hard. Like, even, even for me, like, I, it's hard for me to ask for help. But you, you just got to do it. You have to ask for help. You know, don't try to do it alone. Um, I promise, like, there are people out there that want to see you win. They want to see, uh, you know, your, your dreams come true. And they'll do anything for you um, to see that happen. So ask for help and receive help. That um, is... That's a really good practical step that I have. That is so wise. I feel like... We, like you said, we are so creative for community and the people around us who God put in our life really do love us and want to help us. And I think sometimes it's easy to forget the value in other people's help. And I know for me, I hate asking for help. It is one of the hardest things, but being a mom, God has really humbled my heart through that. Just like you said, and just allowing those people to support you and be your tribe. There's so much value in it. There is, there is. And 
you will be so thankful for it. <laughs> yes. So you have shared so much wisdom and you have just the best heart. You are so fun and amazing. How can a listener go ahead, listen to your music, support you, follow along with you and be able to get connected with you online? Yeah. So my music, my album is called Heart on Fire. Um, it has 13 original songs on it. It's my debut album, and I am so proud of it, but also um, I just, I love these songs, and I really, really hope that they bless you um, if you listen to them, so please listen to them. Um, pretty much anywhere you would listen to music, you can find it, um, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google, YouTube, it's all there. Um, for you to stream or download and um, I also just get a kick out of um, people just kind of following along on my journey on on social media reaching out Um, I just love the the community that um, Instagram and Facebook and everything has provided so my Instagram is Megan S. Duke and my Facebook um, is just my name or you can find me on my uh, artist page which is Megan Duke Music um, and Twitter is the same as my Instagram as well, Megan S. Duke. And I also have a website, MeganDuke.com, um, and you can find all that info there as well as my, more of my story, uh, my bio and experiences, um, hearing just more of my heart. So, yeah, those are, those are all the places. <laughs> <laughs> Your album is so great. You have such an amazing voice, so I really recommend everybody to go and listen um and thank you so much it was such an honor to be able to have you on this show and have this conversation with you that so many people are going to hear and get to learn from your wisdom amen i love 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 talking to you thank you so much Hey, 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 friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It was so great, and I hope that you are able to learn so much wisdom about time management and how you can really steward your time. If you don't already, make sure that you follow me on Instagram at Inspiring Honey. Make sure you're following the podcast at Inspiring Honey Podcast and head over to my website, inspiringhoney.com. It is such a joy to speak with you guys each week. If you love this podcast as much as I have, Make sure to screenshot it with a quote or something that you learned. Post it on your story. Tag me and Megan. Also, make sure that you subscribe. Leave a review down below sharing whatever you're loving listening. It was amazing to have the opportunity to chat with you today. And I can't wait to talk to you in next week's episode. Let's stay connected all week on social media. I'll talk to you later. Bye, friends.